Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into another edition of the Players Lounge, sponsored by Heels for Life. Of course, North Carolina football's collective taking care of North Carolina athletes, uh, both in the community and across Chapel Hill. Taylor Viplis has joined me for this one, and we've got a special guest today, Mr. Amari Gaynor. Amari, how you doing, man? Doing great. Feeling blessed. You know, just got done with workout, so I'm feeling great. I'll tell you what, man, you look good. For people who are listening to this, I would tune into the YouTube because I got to tell you, you look good. Appreciate it, my guy. Keenan Stadium behind you looks good. Yes, sir. And then we got, you know, the barber got us right. We got a barber shop in there, so we got the fresh cut. on the day. What was that process like coming to Chapel Hill and having to find a new barber? That could be tough sometimes. Yeah, it was pretty tough a little bit, but uh, a lot of the guys kind of had a barber in Durham. So I used to go to Durham, but once we opened up the Players' Lounge and I uh, got the barbershop right there in the Players' Lounge, it's been pretty effective uh, being able to go right there and uh, get a cut, and it's been great. I, I played from 2013 to 2015. I've seen the new Player Lounge. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And it's still, it's still, it's still in the works, too, because – once the basketball court gets there, it's just going to be electric. So. <laughs> All right, so court. let me ask the first question: Who's going to get? Who Who's going to dominate on the basketball court when that when it opens up? Uh, we probably won't be doing too much because you know we're getting ready for season, <laughs> so we probably be shooting around. But uh, uh, my boy Tez Tez Walker, he's a great athlete and football and basketball player too. So I think he can he can burn it out and uh, shoot. And we'll probably be shooting around a little bit. So uh, your top five. If if you had to pick your top five to go or four guys to go with you on basketball court, and you can play some intramural ball like North Carolina mm-hmm. and dominate there, who who your who your other four with you? Uh, that's a hard question. Uh, so other four, so we got you got me as a big man. I'm just getting rebounds. I'm not doing too much shooting. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a Tez. I have Tez out there. Uh. I heard Drake can shoot a little bit, so probably Drake out there shooting. Uh, uh, maybe Big Trav out there to box somebody out. Uh, I heard yeah, Corey Gaynor's. Uh, I heard Corey Gaynor's out there some, and he can play. And uh, Diego Pounds too. thinks he can play. Oh, everybody think they can play. So, I, I was know, just you. gonna say. I was <laughs> just gonna say that from my time in the locker room, there isn't a person in that locker room that doesn't think that they could play for, for Hubert Davis right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm a baseball guy, so I'm not really big on the basketball court. I'll shoot around, but, you know. That, that's funny. Look, let, let's get into it. Uh, and, of course, uh, Hills for Life takes care of you guys and appreciate them setting these up. Uh, Taylor and I, we've done Drake May, Caleb Hood, Cayman Rucker. 
and so you're the fourth one. So I kind of want to start out the same way, and we were kind of talking before we didn't get before we got started. Uh, Tallahassee, born and raised, Charles High there. Um, you know, a lot of guys. Caleb Hood was a legacy North Carolina guy. He he was always going to go to North Carolina. Drake May the same way. Was it always Florida State for you when you were growing up, getting ready? With your parents playing there, you've got siblings that play sports as well. But was Florida State it when it came down to it? Yeah, uh, kind of just going through the process, you know, uh, with my dad playing there, my mom uh, going to school there, uh, just having a bloodline with Florida State. Uh, it was kind of, it was, I mean, if I was going to school in Florida, it was no other option. So, I mean, uh, it was craziness. And uh, the recruiting in 2018, it was craziness. The coaches kind of flip-flopping everywhere. But uh, the most advice, I, the best advice I got was to go to a school that, you know, that you're comfortable with and uh, regards to the coaches that you can see yourself playing uh, or going there without if you were playing football or not. So uh, that was kind of deciding factor in going there and also coming here. Cause I mean, it's a great university, great campus. So I can see myself coming here even if I wasn't playing football. So uh, that was kind of uh, one of my deciding factors and uh, going there and also uh, deciding to come here out of the portal. You mentioned the advice. How much did it help? to have a dad growing up that had been to where you were trying to get to? Mm-hmm. It helps a lot, you know, uh, just growing up, uh, just, you know, he pushed me to be the best I can be and uh, just pushing me to be better. I mean, uh, he was getting up uh, at the car dealership and he would tell me like, I mean, you know, you, you want to work so you don't have to, uh, you don't have to be on anybody's time. You, you can, you know, get up when you want to get up. So it was, it was, it was, it was great for me to have that experience and have uh my father figure and uh, also my mom, you know, pushing me. I think my mom was honestly harder on me than my dad because, I mean, she 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 was brutal. I mean, she was taking us to travel ball games, she taking us to football games, and she does not like wasting money not or wasting time. So if you're going to be out there, you're going to be performing and performing at the highest ability. So, I mean, it was great to have uh, great parents uh, like that, uh, able to push me and also great siblings to uh, – Allow, allow me to get them better and also for them to get me better. I was uh, going two against one against my little brother. Uh, he plays uh, baseball at North Florida Christian and football over there. And my sister uh, plays softball at, um, at FAMU. So uh, being able to play like, play against them and grow up against them and uh, having great competitors around me, uh, it's just been a great atmosphere growing up and uh, also uh, now. When, when you talk about baseball and you said you were a baseball guy, mm-hmm. uh, how did you decide – when did when did you decide why football? You know, because baseball, I love. I'll, I'll freely admit, I've been covering North Carolina baseball for a while. I love baseball. I've got baseball, football, and then basketball as my rankings. Why did you decide on the football aspect of it? Yeah, uh, it was honestly like it was hard decision for me because uh, a few schools had me playing both, and then uh, a few schools didn't. So, uh, kind of once uh, once I kind of committed to the cause and uh, kind of saw where my calling was, uh, which was football. I, I kind of knew I had to go head in and take full advantage of it. And uh, even when I was at Florida State, uh, Coach Tiger left. Uh, Coach Mike Martin Jr. wanted me to come out there, so I started training to play baseball again. And um, Coach Norvell was like, uh, kind of play football this year and, uh, you know, stick with me and learn the playbook, and then next year I'll be able to throw to you. But um, since uh, I had a bunch of position changes going from outside to inside, uh, I didn't really get into that. But, um, you know, I was, I was ready to go. I was ready to go. What yeah. what was the scouting report on Amari, the baseball player? Uh, don't th- don't if you throw him a curveball, you'll probably get him. Don't throw him fastballs. 
<laughs> Nobody can hit the curveball, man. Yeah, There's so many people seeds, sitting on the sideline. <laughs> Not much different than everybody else there. Listen, when you when you got to Florida State, of course, accomplished athlete, like you mentioned, played both sports, but you get to Florida State. And Florida State was in a little bit of a transition there. You know, for years and years, Florida State was at the top of the of the heap. And then you get there. What was sort of, you know, wow, I'm in college. What's my yeah. welcome? What was your welcome to college moment, both off the field and off the, on the field down there? Uh, welcome to college moment. Wow. Uh, I say welcome to college moment was probably just when I got when I got there, got moved in, settled up there. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm really here. It's really happening, and I was ready to get to work. So I mean, it was it was kind of a it was a pretty quick transition for me, and uh, being right there by home, it, it helped a lot for me uh, in my transition. So I mean, uh, I didn't really have kind of a huge welcome to college uh, moment because a lot of the guys were pretty welcoming. Uh, the guys that hosted me was uh, Cam Akers and uh, Stanford Samuels and uh, Cyrus Fagan that ended up transferring to NC State. But those those guys uh, helped me throughout the process and. I mean, it was, you know, it was a great transition, but I mean, uh, yeah, cause I mean, on the, you know, on the field, I remember I had that mentality, just like, you know, treat every, every practice, like you're playing in a high school game. And I mean, it's helped me ever, ever since then, because I mean, it's just, you know, you, you want to have that same mindset going in. And then when I start playing, it was just, all right, I've done this before, you know, if I can practice against these guys to a high level, I know I can compete, you know, against anybody in the country. And I feel like that's, kind of how it is uh just having that high that high effort when you're practicing high effort when you're playing it it, trans, it translates so when was the earliest moment that you remember thinking that you could play on this level mm-hmm. uh honestly i've always i've always knew uh that i can just because of the mentality i had and the work i put in i remember uh i'd go i'd go to uh football practice in high school and i'd come home and my dad would see me uh, pushing a sled or something like that. So I just knew that it was. I just knew that it was always about the work. You know, it's never about who you're going against, uh, all the external factors, but it's just about uh, can you outwork everybody in the country, and that uh, you're not the only one working. And I always have that mentality that somebody is out, out here trying to outwork me. So just to just to be my best in uh, in every situation. And then for for the fans of college football, they they see what happens on Saturdays. They don't really see what goes in behind the scenes and how college football does have these kind of highs and lows. What helps you in, in the difficult and, and challenging times to kind of remain focused on, on what you're there to do? Uh, definitely my faith. You know, uh, before I before I wake up, I, I thank God I'm here in this position to, uh, to be able to impact and be able to bless uh, others around me. I feel like it's it's helped me a lot to be able to, you know, push others, even if you're having a hard workout, and you encourage somebody else to, you know, finish. Encourage somebody else to do better. You start getting, you start getting a little bit of energy. You start picking up a little bit of steam. So I feel like, you know, having that, uh, having that faith in God it gives me that peace to, to know that uh, with whatever happens, you know, that I've gave it all my, I've gave it all my God, and that, you know, I've, I've worked for it. So I mean, whatever, I, whatever outcome that happens, uh, like I've worked for it, and that's that's the product I put on the field. So I mean, that's kind of where I've gone with it and uh throughout the years that's kind of how I've been at peace uh with how do you know remain remain next next play mentality you know you you mentioned you played outside inside you kind of positionless at Florida State couldn't really Mm -hmm. figure out the perfect spot and that's and we'll talk more about it one of the main reasons you came to North Carolina but 
that faith and that belief that uh, everything will be all right. How did that help you during those times where you were productive on the football field, um, but you never really got settled at one particular spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you know, like I like I said, like that that faith. I just knew I knew I knew God had a plan for me. I knew to trust the process, and I knew whatever whatever to do to not stop working. Because I mean, you'll see a lot of guys. They kind of don't see something going their way. You know, they'll start moping, start working less, you know, start doing everything and counting them out, proving everybody else right. So what I do is, you know, prove myself. I prove myself right and just to keep working, just keep working at my craft. It's allowed me to be more versatile in uh, defenses. It's allowed me to, you know, be more effective, be able to play inside backer, be able to, you know, set the front, be able to play at a high level. So I feel like I, I, I'm grateful for that uh, learning curve and be able to, you know, learn different positions uh, throughout the defense because I feel like defense is defense, uh, whether you're in the NFL, different teams or not, but I feel like everybody has the same concepts. So it's been great to for me to have that, you know, have that stage where I can, you know, play it all. So it's been great for me. When you – and I mentioned it earlier, you're at Florida State. They're sort of in a transition there. And, and we're talking to Amari Gaynor. Folks aren't watching this. He is sitting in Keenan Stadium. Uh, you can hear the bell tower in the background. Just the perfect Hills for Life interview here. But, Amari, when, you, when you're on a team that has traditionally been very good uh, and you grew up seeing them very good, mm-hmm. and then the culture – you got culture issues and all. What were the issues at Florida State that maybe you th- – saw that maybe contributed to them not being as good as they had been in the past. And then coming out of that, uh, when you left Florida State, mm-hmm. Novell's got them sort of turned the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you seen there? A lot of folks thinks, thinks, pr- think programs can just like go from very good to very bad to very good. It takes a lot of work on the inside. What did you see on the inside at Florida State during that transition? You know, the, Definitely just saw a lot of guys committed to one cause, you know. That's that's what it takes to be a team. That's what it takes to be a great team. Uh, having that connection, having that communication, to be able to have that one bond with everybody, to be able to, you know, come together for a common goal. So you'll see a lot of guys, like everybody, was a, it was a literal brotherhood. You'll see uh, all of us, you know, hanging out together outside of football, uh, position groups going, getting lunch together. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a debate of who got in, who got in. It was – it was a, all right, you go get them, and I, I'm, I'm coming in right behind you, and it's, it's not going to fall off. It's going to be the exact same way. And uh, so having that having that whole brotherhood culture and having uh, great leaders as coaches around us, uh, being able to, you know, push us to be the uh, very best we could be. And uh, also uh, having players, uh, people like me kind of going around, uh, make, making sure we have the, the right body language, uh, making sure that everybody's committed to that same standard. Because, I mean, the standard doesn't change for anybody. The standard is always excellence. So uh, to be able to provide that one standard for everybody and everybody to be on the same ta- on the same page, it just uh, allowed for something special to happen. Okay, so you're at Florida State. You can't really figure out it. You injured last year. How difficult was the decision to put your name in the transfer portal after being there and after being a legacy Florida State guy forever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was honestly – honestly, it was real easy for me because uh, it was just a business decision at that point. Because I mean, uh, everybody, everybody there. Of course, I'll, uh, I'll love them forever. I mean, it'll have a, you know a connection with them. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a business decision, and uh, you know, it, it's a business decision. You know, it's you got to do what you got to do. You got I got to do what's best for my family and uh, what's best for myself. And uh, I, I feel like I'm a playmaker, and I, I, just, I need I need to be on the field. So that's that's kind of one of the main reasons. 
I was watching your highlights before you got on, and one of the plays that I wanted to talk about was, uh, I think it was against Syracuse where you came off the edge and, and had the strip sack. Mm-hmm. We've seen the the transition in rushing technique where players, old school, they were looking to take quarterbacks' heads off, but now you you have this new technique of where where you're going for the arm to strip the ball, get your offense back on the field. What's mm-hmm. going through your head as you rush with your technique? Honestly, everything everything when you rush and you kind of get by that quarterback, it, it kind of turns into slow motion. So for me, I, I kind of want to wrap, want to wrap and swat. So, I mean, we, we worked it in practice and um, just uh, feel like just made the most of my opportunities uh, when I was out there. So uh, when I, I knew when I'm out there, I try to make I try to make plays and uh, big, big time plays. So being able to be out there and uh uh, I wish we would have got it back, but we didn't get it back. But uh, being able to put the ball on the ground, it's it's great. I mean, it prevents targeting, and you know, it's just it's the next it's the next thing, like you said, is to get the ball out and uh, cause a takeaway. And then also in the highlights, I saw you seemed pretty consistent with your your celebration after <laughs> making plays. It looks it looks something like this a little. Yeah. What what goes into that, and what's what's the the meaning behind that, and. Do you do you kind of pre-plan what you're gonna do before before you make a play? Honestly, like I did it one practice and it kind of stuck. And so after every the first time I'll make a big play, I'll kind of do that celebration, and then after that it'll kind of just flow naturally. But sometimes I'm just too hyped to even do anything, and so you'll kind of just see me just kind of like screaming some random craziness. But you know, it's it's you're always you're always excited to make a play. I mean the. The stands go quiet, and you just want to make it. Just has you want to make another one. So it was. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy time. I can't can't wait to do that. Uh, in I was gonna say I could I could see the scene right now. Carolina's first home game. You make the play, and then you do the celebration, and then everybody who listens to this podcast also doing that celebration with you. <laughs> yes, sir. Everybody doing it. Well, you're sitting in the place that you will soon play. Uh, when you were in the portal and you decided to come to North Carolina, I know you've talked about it a little bit when we talked to you back, um, when uh, you and I guess eight other transfers were introduced to us in January, I guess Antavis Lane just came this week, but Mm -hmm. why did you choose North Carolina? What stood out from, for North Carolina? I mean, let's be honest, North Carolina's defense has had a lot of talent, but has not had a lot of success over the last couple of years. When you were in the process of being recruited, what made you decide that, hey, Chapel Hill is the place where I'm going to be? Chapel Hill is where I can make that business decision pay off. Yeah, uh, well, you know, and like uh, Coach Chizik was saying, uh, you know, you, you want to go somewhere where you, you're going to win. So, I mean, that was kind of a, a, main, a main factor for me. I was able to watch the bowl game, watch the bowl practice. Uh, it was a pretty intense bowl practice. Everybody seemed locked in. And uh, a lot, I just heard a lot of guys were coming back. And uh, that's kind of culture that I – that I wanted to be a part of uh, a lot of guys coming back and kind of on the same page and on the same call to, you know, win a national championship. So, I mean, that's what I wanted to be a part of and uh, be able to contribute to. So, and then, I mean, the colors are nice and the people are nice. Uh, Coach Mac Brown, uh, Coach Chizik, everybody around here, you know, they have a great resume. So uh, to be around great guys and uh, that'll be able to push me to be my best. uh, That was, that was one of the, big decisions that I've probably made in my life and probably one of the best decisions that I've made uh, being here of the spring and so far. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So when you leave Florida State, you're obviously a leader there. You've played a ton of snaps, got all those tackles, uh, plenty of games and plenty of years there. How do you bring into Chapel Hill being a new guy, but being an old guy as well? How do you translate that? What is your leadership style since you've been in Chapel Hill? Yeah, so, I mean, my leadership style, it's been pretty It's been pretty much the same. You know, I start by leading by example. So, I mean, if, if guys see you working, guys see you, uh, running on and off the field, guys see you, uh, you know, holding yourself to a certain standard. They they'll they'll start holding themselves to a standard, and then I can start you know speaking out and uh, you know holding a team to the same standard. So uh, for me, it was it was uh, making sure that you know I show the guys that I'm here to work and uh, that I'm not here looking for a handout and that I'm I'm here to work and I'm here. So it was I mean that was the main thing. Uh, I didn't kind of I didn't come here demanding stuff. Kind of was like you know I wasn't like this is what we did here, so we're doing. No, I wasn't like that. I was kind of just, you know, uh, seeing what they did, kind of observing my first week uh, working, and then after that, kind of implementing, uh, you know, some some stuff that I that I've seen uh, that's worked, and uh, you know, kind of, you know, mentioned it to uh, some of the leaders that, uh, you know, something that we should establish here. One of the leaders of of the Carolina defense, Cedric Ray, thirty three. You were number thirty three <laughs> at yeah. Florida State. You're number three now. Uh-huh. What went into that choice to get three and were you a little upset that you, you couldn't carry 33 was, was that something that was kind of personal for you? Nah, I mean, I already knew, I knew, uh, I, I did my research on all the schools I was kind of thinking about and, uh, to see if 33 was available. So that's why when I took my pictures here, I took them in three and, uh, my dad was number three at Florida state uh, when he played wide receiver, but, uh, I got 33. So I, I'm want to be double my dad. So that's why I was always 33. Uh, so that was, that was the reason behind uh, that. And so did also, you add, did you ask said say said let me get that thirty three? No, nah, I already I already knew <laughs> I already knew he wasn't going for that. And uh, <laughs> the three the three the three look good on me. So you know, uh, I I definitely uh, model one I model my game after Derwin James too, and uh, he went back to three too. So I don't feel as bad. So. I was gonna say it would have to be like a like an NFL situation where like you give him yeah. an nil bag to. <laughs> get the number and I, I don't think a number is worth uh, worth yeah, that exactly exactly but I also wanted to ask you about just getting your thoughts on a home game versus a road game which which one do you prefer do you do you like having everybody in the stadium backing you or, or do you like going to another building and kind of having the opportunity to silence a crowd more uh honestly uh when I kind of think about it like you know the a lot of people kind of get involved in kind of home or away and kind of uh, the circumstances around them. But I honestly feel like 
the circumstances, honestly, it doesn't matter because once you're on that field, it's, it's the team and the team you're going against. So I, I like home games, of course. I feel like everybody likes home games, but I like I feel like away games is just the same because I feel like I have that same mentality uh, to dominate and to uh, to to. I mean, like you can't have a circumstance, uh, you know. Uh, you can't have it to change how you play. I feel like just like the, the Miami Heat and the Nuggets. Like if the if the Nugget if the Heat came in there saying, "Oh, we're not gonna win because the altitude, all this," they would have got swept first quarter. So just to have that, I feel like to have that mental toughness and to be locked in to what you got to do, what you, when you got to do it, is, the circumstance shouldn't define you, and you should be fine. So honestly, it's, it's either way. To all the South Carolina fans tuning in, but uh, I do like home games, though. Yeah, it it uh you have that uh that taste of that neutral feel. We'll see how mm-hmm. neutral it is in Charlotte on Labor Day weekend. Exactly. Amari, when you when you start looking around and you look at North Carolina, Florida State's mm-hmm. been pretty good against North Carolina lately. Mac Brown cannot seem to beat his former team. What was uh, the perception you had? And and be as honest as you want to. That's what we're about. We're about honesty here. Be as honest. The perception you had of North Carolina, specifically North Carolina football, before you got here, when you were a member of Florida State, what what were the thoughts there um, ahead of when you decided to come to Chapel Hill? As a school? Yeah, as as a school, as a team, whatever. Whatever you you thought about them. Uh, Definitely, I, I knew it was a smart, prestigious school. And um, I just, I mean, any, I mean, I'll say this about any school that I play. I just, I just knew that I was, I was, I was going to dominate any game that I, that I play in. So it honestly doesn't matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter who was in front of me that I, I knew it kind of that I was going to dominate. So honestly, like I, I didn't really have a bad perception on uh, North Carolina. I just knew it was a smart, prestigious school. And uh, I just, I honestly, like when I got here, I see it's a bunch of normal guys and guys that are ready to work. So uh, it was it was great, but I definitely thought it was going to be kind of like a lot of like really smart guys and you know guys that had like everybody wearing glasses. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Come on, man! The glasses <laughs> you got to be able to see. <laughs> oh, I wear contacts. There ain't nothing wrong with glasses. <laughs> ain't just, nothing wrong with glasses. I'm just messing with you, man. It, when you get old, you got to wear glasses on top of contacts. Uh, your first impression. <laughs> your first impression yeah. of Mac Brown. Tell tell us. Everybody thinks Mac Brown is such this nice fella, and he's, you know, he's older and he's calm. What, what was your first impression of Coach Brown when you got to Chapel Hill? Yeah, Coach Mac Brown, he's a family guy. I feel like uh, he made everybody feel like family. Uh, everybody feel welcome. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, he, he wants to make sure his players are happy. He wants to make sure everybody uh, in the facility is happy, and he also wants to make sure everybody's holding the standard and uh, you know doing the best that they can. So I mean. He's a great coach and a great uh, mentor to look up to and uh, uh, definitely one of the reasons why I came here. I mean, his uh, approach to, you know, uh, help me get better and uh, help me to, you know, remain vigilant in uh, the process and uh, what I've been doing. And uh, he, re- he respects he respects the people that he's around and uh, he knows, you know, he knows he knows how, he knows what it takes to win. And uh, so, I mean, that's just the people I want to be around and uh uh, he's a great legacy, and I honestly didn't even know he went to Florida State and wore number thirty-three till he told me, and I was like, "Whoa, I did not know that." But uh, yeah, that was just kind of an added benefit, uh, both being alumni. Yeah, that um, was the uh, that was the question we were about to go to. Is like, did you know Mac played there and, and carried <laughs> I, your number? So yeah, it is a small yeah. world for sure. Um, so 
looking at North Carolina, and I want to turn it, and we're going to have some fun questions here before we let you get out of here, but a lot of people expect North Carolina's defense to be better, but a lot of people want to see it be better before they start mm-hmm. believing it. Just sort of speak to what you've seen so far since you've been here. You got here in January, so you've been five, six months. What have you seen pulling on your Florida State experience, right, which mm-hmm. you had some pretty good teams down there or in your later in your career, but what is this North Carolina defense going to look like this year that may surprise some folks? Yeah, I feel like a lot of guys are hungry. You know, everybody on the team is hungry, offense and defense. So, I mean, I, I see a lot of guys is, you know, ready to get to work and ready to, you know, ready to, like you said, prove people wrong, prove us right. So, I mean, uh, I've seen the past, the past rushers have been looking great. Uh, you know, communication has been good since I've been here. And a lot of guys, they're, they're already, you know, they're already in tune to the system. They know the system. They know, you know, it's a lot of guys second, third year in the system. So, you see a lot of guys, you know, ready, ready to go, ready to get to work and more advanced than we were last year. Uh, Coach Chizik always says, you know, this this group looks a lot better than we were last year. I think like, we're, we're ready. We're ready. We just got to keep going. We just got to keep fighting, keep crawling, keep getting that inch. So, I mean, you know, I've definitely seen I've seen a lot of guys, you know, grow exponentially, including myself, you know, weight-wise, speed-wise. Uh, the strength coaches are great here, so they're getting us all ready and geared up. And we've been meet, we've been meeting a lot and uh, – getting tuned up. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm expecting a, a hard-nosed, you know, defense, and I, I'm not really sure what, what happened last year, but, you know, it's, it's looking good. And, I mean, it, you know, anytime you, anytime you can make plays against our offense because we have a great offense here, then I feel like I feel like it will carry over to the games. So, I'm very, I'm very um, confident in our group. Yeah, the fans know, I think, that they have somebody like Drake May. So, if the defense can kind of raise up to that level, you can be a team – that is competing for an ACC championship. And speaking of the ACC championship, the school, I mean, the conference got rid of uh, the the two divisions this year where they're just taking the two best teams. Is there a part of you that is hoping that you guys get to the game and the team across from you is Florida State? Uh, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, as long like, as you guys are there. Yeah, yeah. Like Coach Max say, uh, you know, we just got to win all our games. That's it. That's that's all. That's all we focused on is winning all of our games and uh, being in that position to be there and being able to, in that position to uh, hoist the trophy. I feel like that's just a you know a step to get to the next level. So you know that's not the end goal of the ACC championship. That you know that's a that's a step to get to the next to get to the next prize. And then you played Carolina two of the past three mm-hmm. years. Twice. What was what was the game plan going against the offense and? Was there anything that you saw that you've been able to kind of help the offense with? Uh, I, I, I feel like uh, I can't, I can't, I, I don't, I cannot remember that. But uh, <laughs> I remember that. but I do, I do remember. They're not remember, tipping anything, or they're not yeah. giving anything away. Nah, nah. I, I remember, I remember Josh catching a nice little post. That's the only thing I remember from that game. And Sam kept taking off running. That's what, that's, that's what I can't remember. So I mean, it was a it was a great game. I mean, uh, yeah, I remember the first time I played, uh, it kind of got off to a good start, and uh, it just took a lot of vigilance for North Carolina to start coming back. And it, it was a great close game, and uh, yeah, uh, Michael Carter from the eight five zero. So he, I would always talk to uh, Michael Carter, and uh, he, you know, he would talk to me while he was on the Jets, and uh, he's a big fan fan of me. I'm a big fan of him, and uh, so yeah, yeah, I've always had love for. North Carolina hosted Eugene Asante uh, when I was at uh, Florida State. So, 
uh, hosted Sam too. So, I mean, it's just, it's been family, you know, uh, coming, you know, through here and kind of having that little pipeline. You mentioned that when you were coming out of high school and growing up that if you were going to go to school in Florida, it was only going to be Florida state. And since Mac Brown has come back to UNC Carolina has won four straight games against Miami going for a fifth this year. How much do you hate Miami? Yeah, that, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That's still my rivalry. That's that's still my rivalry. <laughs> you know, any anytime, anytime you play that school in the green and orange, you know, you got it, you got it, you got to put on performance. So, uh, yeah, yeah. When uh, when we were playing them the 2015 season, our offense was like a historic offense. I remember that 50 plus points a game. And we knew we were going to beat them so bad that in like our, our pregame meetings, instead of going over like a game plan for a bit, we were like, hey, if you score a touchdown, throw the U up, you go throw, do it. It down, throw yeah. it down. Sam definitely did that on the little reverse. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Him and Javante, Javante Williams. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, that was a wrecking down there. A couple of years ago, I guess in 20 down in Miami with Sam and Javante and Michael Carter. Amari, before we let you get out of here, and we've been talking to Amari Gaynor, many thanks to everybody at Heels for Life. Uh, what do you guys do for fun? I mean, I know football players work all the time, and you do, but when it's time to not to, to disconnect from football, what's Amari Gaynor doing? Being an old, experienced college guy, what's he doing in Chapel Hill? Uh, in Chapel Hill, I'll get on the game some because I, I try to find uh, some hobbies. At first, I, I honestly would not have an answer for you other than watch film and work out. But uh, I recently started to have a few hobbies, uh, you know, playing a game a little bit with the guys, teammates. And then uh, I'm big into NFTs and uh, Web3 and stuff like that. So uh, I kind of do uh, my research on uh, what's coming out next in the next NFT collection. And uh, I like doing stuff like that. I'm gonna so, need your help with the NFTs. All right. Yeah, I need to it. help understand. Y'all need to help me understand that stuff. What uh, what games do you guys play? Uh, I kind of play. I I'm not really into like all the Call of Duty and stuff like that. I feel like that stuff kind of scars me a little bit. So <laughs> I'll play something kind of lighter, like Fortnite or something like that. Madden, something. Interesting. Yeah, that Call of Duty stuff. Once once all them little teenagers get on there and they start talking smack it's like i can't take it yeah. anymore i'll like walk outside and i'll be like dodging stuff <laughs> it's gonna be a lot more this is not a game kid yeah you know? <laughs> especially on a little virtual reality little web it's definitely more intense too i wanted what to a- ask if, if you could travel anywhere in the world where would you go and why i would say probably dubai because i've heard that uh they're really um they're above the bar in uh, innovation and uh, entrepreneurship. So I would definitely uh, move to Dubai. Stuff's uh, cheaper. And, um, you know, it's 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 better to, you know, for entrepreneurs to be able to go out and sell. Uh, it's great scenery around it. So probably Dubai. So obviously football is uh, what you do, uh, what you're concentrated on. But if football wasn't a thing or, or – down the road when football's not a thing, what's Amari Gaynor going to be doing? I'll be a entrepreneur. I'll probably have a few businesses uh, by that time. Uh, I have a nutrition company uh, with my buddies. Uh, it's called Top Shelf Nutrition. And um, real estate, uh, virtual real estate, and also physical real estate. 
Interesting. So I was uh, going to say, Tommy, freshen up your resume. Amari's huh? got Amari's got some good good years left playing football. So by the time he's done and ready to hang it up, you freshen up that resume, and maybe he'll hire you. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, y'all talking about stuff? I don't even know what you're talking about. Like virtual real estate. What? You you got some time to learn. He, he's gonna he's got a long career ahead of him. Well, uh, Amari, it's always fun to talk to you guys. Especially fun to talk to you being a. A, you know, a different path to where you are at North Carolina. Um, and certainly um, we appreciate you taking time. Beautiful backdrop. You got to get you got other guys. We got some more of y'all to talk to. You need to get them to get Kenan Stadium in the background. Yes, sir. Um, but, but anything, let's close out the season. What, what does Amari Gaynor think that this North Carolina season looks like this year? And you can't say win every game or whatever. Give us some detailed breakdown on what fans can expect, not just from the defense, but from the offense of North Carolina football in 2023, starting with that South Carolina game? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, that's, you know, that's the goal to win every game. So, I mean, of course, everybody's going to say that. And, of course, that's what I believe. I'm not just saying that. But um, I feel like, uh, you know, people are going to come out, you know, with their head on fire. I mean, that's the only way to come out, come out with a vengeance. Because, I mean, uh, we all we all remember, I watched the uh, last time we played North or South Carolina and, you know, we still got that bad taste in our mouth. So uh, coming out, playing like our hair on fire every game, not even just the first one. The first was the most important because it's the first one. But uh, every game, playing uh, like it's your last game. And, I mean, uh, with it being my last season, a lot of guys last season coming out season, I mean, you know, you want to get drafted. You want to do this. You got to have accolades. You know, team success comes – I mean, player success comes with team success. So, I mean, the the, the better we are, the you know, the better we all look. So – uh, that's the goal, uh, to, win, to win all of our games, you know, to win the conference, to win, you know, to make the playoffs. I've never been to the playoffs, and I, I want to see what that – I want to see what that's like. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. That is Amari Gaynor. That's Taylor Viplis. Many thanks to Heels for Life, of course, North Carolina's football collective. If you want to check it out, go to heels for the number 4 lifeorg Many levels of uh, membership you can join there. It, benefits guys like Amari. It benefits guys on the North Carolina football team. Take care of them. Amari, we always appreciate it, man. Looking forward to seeing you play and looking forward to talking down the road. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Go Heels. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.